Alright, welcome everybody. This is Leading the Way, a Ranger's Heart. I am your host, Michael Curtis. And recently, Will and I had the great pleasure in speaking with our friend, Mr. Rick Oslovar from the YMCA. Rick is finding a way to provide assistance to military families that are struggling from either having family members deployed or possible loss of a family member. And he does this through building meaningful connections with others. We share the will, follow Rick's example, and going the extra mile in changing the world one person at a time. In this case, Rick is changing many more than one. Now, if you'd like to reach out to share the will, please do so at sharethewilloutlook.com. Follow the podcast on Facebook at Leading the Way Podcast. And please make sure to like and subscribe to this podcast wherever you download your podcast which could be Apple, Spotify, Google+, Plus, or RadioPublic.com. If you like the show, you can leave a review on iTunes. Now, before we begin, I think a good practice is in order. So I want you to raise your arms above your head. First, form a Y, followed by an M, followed by a C, and finally an A. So let's do that one more time, putting together. We get the Y... MCA. All right, good. I think you all got it. We are ready to start. YMCA. All right. I hope that gives a clue of where we're starting today. And, Will, we have... A very special guest, Mr. Rick Oslovar from the Williamson County YMCA Twin Lakes location. And right off the get-go, Will, I would like to share your story of when you first met Rick and his impression, and your first impression. And when we get done, we're going to collaborate that with Rick to see his side of the story. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Mr. Rick Oslovar from the YMCA, go. What was your first impression? Uh, very organized, very disciplined. Uh, we actually met at the YMCA. We had met a couple times before, but I didn't get to really talk to him. Uh, we were doing, uh, I think it was a ceremony uh, for the kids, for the camp. And they had invited the Round Rock Community Foundation to come out. And, you know, I just like to stand back and watch. And I was watching Rick and the team and everybody that was working. And... Rick was very organized, knew what he was talking about. I knew that was the person that I need to work with. Rick, is that true? You know, that's, that is true. I'm not sure I was quite as organized as Will might have thought, but it was, um, I guess, my first impression of Will is I knew a little bit about his background and his work that he had done with the Community Foundation. And um, he might not be the tallest guy, but he is incredibly tall in stature as far as I'm concerned. And uh, and got some really great input from uh, uh, Major General Hamilton was there at the ceremony Will was talking about. I must admit he sat up a little bit straighter, but um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I too was sitting in a brace. But, um, but uh, I have to tell you is that um, I, in my heart, can't say that I've probably met any finer human being than, than Will Williams without question. Well, without Rick, question. Rick is more than a friend. Rick is my brother. Uh, him and his wife was nice enough to invite me in their home, which I had a lovely time. But you know, Mike, I don't visit very many people. No, you don't. At, at all. And 
Hey, I had a wonderful time. We we sit outside. We talk. We wa- we watch the view. We had a an adult beverage and smoked a cigar and just talked about life. Yeah, it's kind of like our coffee conversations in the same way. You guys are solving the world problems right there yep. in the backyard. Is that the best way to describe it? You're solving the world problems. That's a really good way to describe it. It (laughs) We need to do more solving right now. (laughs) Well, well, that's what we're going to do today. And we're going to talk about, you know, over the last couple of years, you know, Share the Will and the YMCA has partnered together uh, to help out active duty and veteran families. And Rick, you have been there every step of the way. So let's, my first question to you, what is your role with the YMCA and like, how did you get into it? Well, my role at the Y is, is I'm actually in charge of, I'm the director of all uh, groups and uh, organizations as far as uh, their communications and how they work with the Y. And, and how this kind of came about, believe it or not, is that uh, Will and I and a woman by the name of Shandra Sponsler, who works with the Texas National Guard, we just basically dreamed this up one day and said, why not? Uh, come to find out is that now that with our military support programs, this program with the Y is the only one of it ex- existence in the United States. We're it. And I was shocked to, uh, to know that, that uh, through the work of Will and the Community Foundation and Share the Will and the Y, uh, that this program is the only one of its kind in the, in the country. Okay. And for somebody who's first coming into this, can you describe more of that program when you say the first of its only kind? I think there'd be interest is like the scope and, and, and reach and size of this program and what it's about. Well, actually, there's there's a couple of different um, uh, pieces that we work with. We actually send uh, military kids to uh, summer overnight camp. And what that entails is that uh, with both uh, reservists and uh, active duty personnel, we have the ability while parents are struggling or someone may be deployed or, or doing some uh, training, we'll actually bring their kids to camp for a week at no charge to those to those families. And it's a week of uh, actual summer camp that uh, that takes place. The other piece of it is, is we have uh, two separate camps that we do for what we call military reconnect camp, uh, which we have uh, families that come out as a family unit at our at our camp and literally spend time together as a family with no pressure, but also have they have the ability to kind of reconnect with some professional counselors and those type of things to work on those kind of issues that military families work with. And the one that I'm really proud of and, and Will's been a huge part of is that we also have what's called a survivor weekend where we have uh, families uh, that have survived uh, someone that has passed uh, in the military. And the neat thing that, uh, that Willand has done with this is that it's, it's also piggybacked with Share the Will where we not only host those families, but we also get military families together that, with kids that might not have a decent Christmas. Share the Will then goes out and actually looks at their Christmas list that the kids actually make. It's not just here's your bag. They look at each individual Christmas list for those kids and fill what those kids want for Christmas. And on that weekend, we also have their survivor families in and they they uh, take part in this. And it's it's an unbelievable thing to watch is that I think last year we, we filled the Christmas list for 125 military kids, got everything that they wanted for Christmas. The Share the Will elves and the YMCA elves, which are volunteers, our YMCA staff takes the kids out at that point to uh, uh, to have some fun out at camp. Our elves go and they take all those presents and they load the cars so the kids never see them uh, getting loaded into the cars, and, and away they go. And I got to tell you, it was uh, it was something else. And and at the end of that, we had one of the survivor uh, 
mothers come up to me who, quite frankly, had lost. And Will, you'll probably remember her. She'd lost her husband yes, and her son yes. in Afghanistan. Both. Both yes. of them. Oh. She came to me, and I actually, I've got chills on my arms right now. She came up to me, and I believe, Will, you were standing there, and she said, I can't thank you enough. And I said, stop. Don't you dare thank me for this weekend. Don't you ever. I said, if there's anyone that needs to thank you, it's it's me and everyone else, you know, in this building and everyone else in this country. Don't you ever do that. I said, God bless you and thank you. The sacrifice that you you've done uh, and your family has gone through is is far beyond anything. And you never have to thank us for anything. And Will knows I was in tears after that. He was standing oh, yes. right next to me. Yes, that that was unbelievable. It, it was it was the most amazing thing I've seen since I've been in Texas. Yeah, it, it, I know that term is always used, and it it you sometimes can say it with emotion or not emotion. I would say, but that last full measure of devo, uh, devotion that Lincoln describes, you know, to give one country, and just hearing that, I'm just putting those two words together, and I'm I'm tearing up together right now, uh, just hearing that. I mean. A, because I, I, I'm thinking back, what was those stories, you know, the one in the Civil War with, like, the five brothers, or the brothers, you know. I don't know how accurate that, you know, in history is portrayed. You got Saved by Private Ryan. But just, it's bad enough to lose one, but a father and a son, I, I don't know, that just, it, even one person is too much. But just something about that combo, just, it, it just makes it even more gut-wrenching. And I, and I think what, what really happens is, and what I was so excited about with working with this is, that these stories are out there and there's a lot of people that don't have any understanding or any clue that these are real live human beings that deal with this every day. Yes. You may have the big ceremony, you may have the flag uh, uh, folding ceremony, you may have the, the uh, 21 gun salute, but guess what? There's day two, day three, day four, day 100, day 300. And that never leaves. And that's what, why I'm so thrilled that Will and I have been working together to, you know what? We're never going to make it leave. But the neat thing that some of the survivors said and also the Reconnect family said is that you've also given us the opportunity to get together with other people that, that may understand or have some empathy. Uh, one thing I, I never like to hear, and I would never say it, and, and Will knows because this was one of the things we solved on my back porch, is I hate it when someone says, I know how you feel. Yes. No, you yes. don't. Yeah. What you need to understand is I can empathize and I'll do what I can to help. And more importantly, I listen. But the fact is, is these families came to, to Will, and I think Will, you were standing there and said, we just wanted to thank you and the Y and the Community Foundation and Share the Will for giving us the opportunity to come together mm -hmm. as one big family where there might be somebody that can say, you know what, I kind of do know how you feel. Because I don't. Yeah. yeah. But these families, when they got together, they they truly do. Yeah. And these families, I think you, uh, I've just recently learned, we're not talking just four or five families. How many how many people are we talking about coming together? Between the camps that we've had just so far, we've had one thousand fifty family members come through these camps in less than two years. And that's, and quite frankly, and, I, and what I'm really excited about is that we've done that with, I would say, not a ton of funding, Will. I mean, no, what we've been able to do with, with that amount of funding, we've impacted a lot of family members at our camp. And then on top of that, we've had, uh, in less than two years, 
81 kids come to a full week of, of uh, camp for just military kids at camp for a week. And, and the neatest thing is that uh, when I was out there is, you know, those camp kids uh, seem to be a little bit better behaved than some of our normal camp kids. <laughs> and, is and it, is it the discipline to, of the military family maybe coming up? I don't know. I, I have know. to tell you what happened. One morning we were, I don't know if you were there that day, Will, but we were out and we do a flag raising every morning. How was that? It's, it's 0800. It's not exactly 0530 as we're all used to. <laughs> but uh, we're standing out there and for the first time, our counselors are looking going, these kids are standing at attention yes. while we're raising the flag. Yes. And I'm like, I said, I guarantee you, I know what set of kids this is. <laughs> <laughs> and it was great. I mean, it was, um, it was just, just a, just a super time. And it was, it was nice to see them. And I actually gave them a little presentation stating about the fact that, you know, you might be seven, eight, nine, ten, 10 or 11, but you need to understand with your peers here is you're serving also. And I think that they really enjoyed hearing that, that I said, you know what? Not everyone, right back to our earlier conversation, understands what you go through. Yes. So it's nice to have some of your peers to say, hey, my mom's away, my dad's away, they're doing this, we've got some issues, they come back and you know, sometimes they get in, you know, a little bit of argument because someone was running a household for six months or whatever. Oh, yeah. But now these kids understand it and, and have a chance to kind of you know, hook up with friends that, that go through the same kind of things. And that, that's also neat. Well, Will, we, we, I think it's been well established that you come from a military family. And my head's starting to spin off to know, was that experience there for you or thought about back when you were growing up when your dad was off deployed? I know you, first of all, we all know you had just this amazing mom that, I don't know, maybe who was more <laughs> feared, your mom or your dad growing up <laughs> far as that discipline but speak at large, did you have peers and stuff in that community base at that time to maybe draw some of that experience? Yes, I, I, I did. You know, we knew our fathers was, was, was deployed or away. And especially for, for us, the older kids, we had to step up and, and help out. And I mean, you know, our mothers, especially my mother, I, I don't know who was more military, my mom or my dad. But I mean, she 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 pointed out to me that I had to step up. My dad was gone, and I mean, we we tried to live up to it. Of course, like, you know, every kid. My dad was my hero, who still is. So I mean, I want to do everything that I thought he would do. So we we, we stepped up. But now, at the same time, while we're talking about this, I want to give a shout out because everything that that we work on, and you know, Rick and myself, we'll sit there and we'll plan and we'll brainstorm, but this would not be possible without the Hood Foundation. Hood Foundation is part of the Round Rock Community Foundation. Uh, it was set up to help the military. Uh, the board members is just unreal, unbelievable, you know, because they back us. Everything that uh, Rick and myself, we, we sit down and we come up with these plans and you know, a plan is not any good if you don't have any, any, any funding. And they back all our plans. And, you know, they trust Rick. You know, if Rick says it's going to happen, that's all they need to know. Well, I, I appreciate the compliment, but it, it, quite frankly, it is, it is a team effort. And, and the interesting piece about that is, is that the neat thing is that not only does the foundation do great work with the Hood Foundation and the funding that we get, but again, it goes back to the simple fact is that 
when they come back and see the results that this partnership between uh, the Share the Will, the Y, and the Community Foundation and our military families, I mean, they're seeing that they're getting an outstanding return on their investment. Yes. I mean, th those numbers that we that I let you know, we've done all of that for just a little over $100,000. And yeah. that's turnkey. We feed everyone, the counselors come in, all the activity, everything. So if you look at that, I mean, we're, we're doing that for pennies on the dollar. And the foundation and the why, really, we're, we're, we're probably losing money on it. But the yeah. fact of the matter is, is that, when you have those experiences like I did with that with that wife and mother, I mean, that's priceless. If yeah. we help just one of those families, um, that's just huge. And there's one key thing that Rick just said. We're losing money. A lot of foundations, you know, uh, you get a donation and they'll send you a letter and they'll say, well, 80% of this is going to go to the cost. 100% of this money goes back to the community. I mean, how many people can actually stand there and say that? And I'm going to say 110 because I know the Y puts in extra. I know Shirley Will puts in extra. I mean, 110% goes back to the community. How, and, how many yeah. can say that? And that was going to go to my next question to put a little more um, concept on it or context, I should say, is when the word you, I would think it's important that you're saying is you're bringing in counselors because these survival kids i'm not trained to come in there and talk to them i can empathize i can come in there but you need trained people to come in there and, and work with that and that costs something to bring professionals in and i think that's got to be something that you sit down and think what people of structure of, of training you have to bring in you just can't bring anybody off the street even if they have a good heart and want to help there's got to be training Right. What, what really happens there is, is, and this goes into the partnership, and I'm talking about the partnership with, uh, with everyone, including the guard. Uh, what we truly do is that our staff is trained to, to work with people as far as with the camp activities and the stuff that we do. The counseling sessions themselves, which I think is great, actually comes through the Department of Defense. And what happens is, is they have their professionals from the Red Cross and the DOD come in and work with these families to make sure, because those those professionals that work with the National Guard and those groups, they know what's going on. That goes back to the woman I mentioned, Chandra uh, Sponsler, is that they have their families and support groups and their survivor groups and their counselors and their team members come in. People like a Jim Levine that works for the Guard and, and some of those guys that come, now he's an old Marine, but we won't hold that against him. I, I but, do. Uh, I hold it against him. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's a misguided child, and it's for you that don't know that that USMC <laughs> actually stands for Uncle Sam's misguided children. But um, but the fact is, is that we were able to set up this partnership, and the, the Department of Defense and the Guard understood that you know what this is really important. We're going to send those professionals in to, to work with our soldiers and other soldiers. You take care of them as family while they're at your camp. And like I said, we're the, we're, we're the only camp in the country that actually does this. Yeah, and that I'm uh, thinking about some of the problems. in. Or I, First, that's great, and that's amazing and proud to be there. Mm -hmm. But I, I'm thinking of one of the problems and why it could be one of the only ones in the country in my head is getting these stories out, out have to be the hardest part because we're talking about men and women who serve their heart is to serve us. So now we want to serve them. I guess that's got to be difficulty to maybe ask for help, come in for help, uh, to have somebody serve on them is different. 
And I wonder if that's part of the story, or am I just totally misguided on that idea? Well, Will's seen this, and the interesting thing is, is that the first camp that we had, um, we were we had I believe one or two slots open, and was actually, uh, and this was two years ago, and yeah. it was actually kind of talked about uh, by some of the people at the guard and some of the professionals when those families came back, and Will knows is we had a stack, and I mean a stack of thank you letters and pictures. When we were getting ready to kick off the second camp, because of, you know, as we talked about the people understanding and even the word of mouth throughout the community, we immediately developed a wait list. So literally after one camp, and that's why, you know, we we're so proud and, and hopefully we can even do more at the foundation is, that we started and now have have a wait list. We started with uh, uh, three camps. Now we're up to five camps, and this year we're going to have six camps. And the fact is, is that we still have a waiting list. See, I'm glad you blew my question up because I, there could be a stigma around that, and I wouldn't know unless you asked a question. And see, I'm like, that's that's amazing news uh, to hear really? uh, that. Now, now, Rick, I want to go into something a little more in-depth here because mm-hmm. you have been speaking so passionate about this and what I know of our relationship because we've, we had a conversation last year, I think the first time that you and I got to chat, and I want to go into, it feels like your world of understanding of the military, it comes from your father who is, I would say Will would love to hear, Army Ranger, how do you, how's, how do, what's the... Call sign, or how do you how do you do it? How do you do he, the, the pronunciation? How do you do? He leads the way. Leads the way, and also your time with the Air Force Reserve. So I got to think that that experience um, has to have a large role with your YMCA. Can, do you want to can talk about a little bit of both? Yep, I will. And the the one that I'm going to talk least and and very briefly about is is that uh, my service. I sometimes say I'm a fake veteran. I am not like that man, man sitting next to you or my father or my brother. Yeah, what yeah. I really ended up happening is I, uh, I ended up going to the Air Force Academy, played football there, got hurt. And then as you know, um, it was long enough in that once, uh, once I was hurt and, uh, and Will knows in the, uh, in the late 70s, early 80s, there weren't a whole lot of billets. And uh, I ended up uh, in the reserves and, and, and spent uh, seven years in the reserves and then the inactives at that point because of that. So. But my background probably truly comes, my brother is re- uh, retired from the Navy. He went to the Naval Academy. And then my dad, as Will said, and, and we had a long conversation about this on my back porch, was actually uh, in the Sixth Rangers in the Philippines in World War II. And, uh, and just the passion for what you talked about where families have a stigma and won't talk about it. Uh, and, and I know this firsthand from a conversation that took place with my father and he only would talk about it about 36 hours before he actually passed. I never knew any of this. And, and he just didn't talk about it because he simply said, we all did it. But my, my father was uh, severely wounded probably three times. One of them, believe it or not, was a bayonet through the leg. That's pretty close. Ooh, that's right, because you'd be surprised. That's where main artery goes through there, and that can be well, it. it. It missed everything, quite frankly, when yeah, in between be- the bone and his calf muscle. And guess what they did? The, the medic patched him up and said, you're good to go. <laughs> but, but literally, I mean, and, and before he died, he simply, his, his whole statement was, as, as you will see with, with people that have been multi, uh, deployed multiple times like Will has and some of the people that we've worked with, 
He said, I did my job and we all did what we had to do. And he goes, the only people I was worried about was my squad member on my right and my squad member on my left. And that's it. It's, it's not about those other things. He goes, we had a job to do and we did it. And uh, Will saw a, uh, Will, if I, 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 can I tell him the story about the picture I showed you in our living room? Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a picture of my dad on August 20th, 1945, when he realized that he had already received orders that uh, his battalion was going to restart to recon the Japanese mainland for the landings. Well, uh, that is the day, two days after that Japan finally surrendered after the atomic bombs. And my, let's just say in this picture, and Will saw it, uh, my dad might have had a couple too many. <laughs> <laughs> and as, as the story goes is that he had actually already written a, a letter to, uh, to my grandmother stating, if he did this, he wasn't coming back because he knew what he had seen in the Philippines. He goes, that wasn't even their homeland. So what people need to understand is, and, and this passion comes from the simple fact is, you know, there's a lot of people out there that have a, a, a lot of rights and a, a lot of things here in this country that don't understand that like people like my father, like my brother, and especially Will sitting right next to you, they've done a lot to ensure that we have that ability. And uh, so, you know, that's truly that story. But, and, and very rarely will you see any of those, those really serious hardcore veterans turn around and pat themselves on the back and say, look what I did. You never see it. No. It doesn't happen. So when we can do something to start to try to give back and, and rebuild that stuff, to me, that makes a whole lot of sense. And Michael, I, I want to make a correction. Okay, now Rick says that he was, uh, what, what did he call it? A fake soldier. There is no such thing as a fake veteran. One day of service, you're a veteran. Uh, a veteran, no matter what your rank, no matter what your, your, your specialty is, we all work together. One cannot survive without the other. So no matter what part you played in it, it helped another veteran. So we're all one team. So, you know, I, I meet a lot of people that says I've never been deployed. It don't matter. How do we get the bullets? How do we get the food? How do we get our, our equipment? How do we get our gear? Who kept the equipment running? It's yeah, a team know, effort. Well, you're... You're airborne, right? The 82nd Airborne jumped out of many planes, right? Yeah. A few years ago in a, a company I was working with, uh, I met the most heavily or the longest training person in the military. Long, it takes two years before you get certified. Do you want to know who that is? Who is that? A parachute packer. Oh, yeah. They may not be out front, but let me tell you, how, how, much, how many beers have you bought somebody who packs your parachute? Every time I've seen one, actually, I bought <laughs> well, don't buy, But don't buy them a beer before that. You have to jump. Just wait until <laughs> afterwards. It's successful. <laughs> well, no, a lot of them you buy them before because they actually pack better after they had a beer. But I met a rigger that was a rigger for 30 years. And he said the same thing that Rick just said. He didn't think that he was a true veteran. Yeah. Okay, now, he never deployed... But how did I jump without my rigger packing the parachute? Yeah, because I remember, if you ever look back to the podcast, remember that first time you jumped out, you said somewhere, you know, there was dry land, but somehow all the guys felt like they landed in water because they were peeing well, their pants. Cause I, it was like, I would be I, peeing I, my pants. So well, I can tell you my pants was wet, and there was no water. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I hope that chute opens. I hope that chute opens. I, I mean, every time you jump, you, you, well, after so many jumps, though, you depend on your riggers. You know your riggers are good. He is worried about you. 
So he packed that shoot with the best care he possibly could. And believe it or not, he actually put a little love in there because it opened. <laughs> how, many times have you jumped? how many times have you jumped? 327. 327. And anytime you can walk away from a jump is a successful jump. It's a great jump. It's a great jump. And here I'm talking about this, and I'm just the historian. Um, I went to uh, college. I didn't go to the armed service at all. And, uh, you know, maybe more than admit on this, but, you know, when I first met you, I had such an inferiority complex about not serving or measuring up to you. I don't know, how many times How many times you almost punched me in the face? Uh, many, and you know, I'm still thinking about it. You're still thinking, yeah. <laughs> and you know, it's just, I, I just had to shift my mindset. It's like, if I'm trying to compare myself to one other person over and over again, it just won't work. I just try to think of what, now I'm thinking what Rick does, what can I do yet better from yesterday if I can help one more person? Not yes. a thousand, just one more. Yes. And that's what I try to compare with. How can I be a human being and just help one more? It doesn't matter where I come from. How can I help one? So maybe we're getting a little preachy here. It is Sunday, so we're getting to the preachy side yeah. of Sunday. Yeah, I've been to Mass, so it's all good. <laughs> we're good. But that's... that's... But Michael, I think what you've got to understand here is that what you do and what you do with Share the Will and what Will does, and, and hopefully even maybe to a, a smaller extent uh, for what we're doing right now, we're still kind of all quote-unquote riggers. Yeah. Um, we're, we're doing what we possibly can to, to reach out and, and make sure these shoots open for a lot of these kids and these families. Exactly. Perfect. And, and, yeah. that, and that's yeah. what I get out of it. There's, there's, there's no question about it. It's, uh, it, it's one of those things that, uh, I'm pretty passionate about and, and the people that I get to work with are, are pretty passionate about it. And, uh, so what? that's kind of fulfilling. Well, you answered my last question. I was going to say, what's the most important thing you want listeners to know about you and the YMCA? And I don't think that's a better answer than that. So we're going to get to, we're, we're getting close to the end. And I want to get some rapid fire, some fun questions going my, here. My, before, or do you, do you before, have a question? Yeah, I have one thing. Hey, you guys, all your Marines out there, we, we poked a little fun <laughs> at you a few minutes ago. But I just want you to know that uh, Marine Corps has saved my bacon more than one time. We love you guys. Uh, I met uh, a Marine. 92 years old, and he stood up sp- straight and said, Simplify. So, once a Marine, always a Marine. I take my hat off to you. I love you, brothers. But the, yeah, and uh, so with that, Rick, I don't I know how to follow up with these rapid questions. I, I just got that's a beautiful sentiment right there. It was, it was really well said, but but that doesn't mean that you're not going to be competitive with them when it comes to push ups, right? Oh, oh, no, no. And we have a road march coming up here on October. So you gotta just be ready because the army's coming. <laughs> there we go. So it's if there's one war, there's one team, and you know, and and Will and I have had this conversation many, many times. Is that you know every single branch of the service is is incredibly important. But you know, if you can't if you can't poke a little bit of fun yes. uh, at each other, you you you're making a big mistake. Which brings me back to Will as as we've talked about is that. As far as Commander in Chief's trophy goes for uh, Service Academy football, Air Force has twenty. Yes. Army has six. Yes. I know. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you. Let me tell you how much fun I'm. Doing. I know. I know. We're gonna close up. Uh, the last time I got with a bunch of Marines, uh, a young one came over to me and asked me what nursing home did they pull me out of to do this road march. So I tell you what, that was that was a a, a shock. <laughs> what nursing home did they pull me out of to do a road march? And and uh, just for the record, 
how did you finish uh, on that road march? Yeah, this, we, yeah we, you, we, you finished. We finished. Yeah. We we finished. We uh we made a big mark for the army. We'll put it that way. We put a big mark. All right. Well, we got to some of the rapid fire questions. That's one of them. I'm going to go, is there a secret bet between you and Will every year when Air Force and Army play? And if not, should there be one? Because uh, anytime that Will loses and can do extra push-ups, I'm not against the Army. I just want to see, I just bet against him to see him do push-ups. No, we don't have one, it, but I think there should be. A cigar. Well, 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 yeah, for sure. I'll, 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 I'm in. And you got a first I'm cigar. In. Okay. And buy a lot of them because you're going to start to have to give them out over the next couple of weeks. <laughs> there we go. All right, Rick. What is your favorite uh, activity you love to do at home? What's the number one on your list? Oh, my gosh. I just uh, I like hanging out with the family, hanging out with friends, walking the dog. And, and one of my other favorite, I, I, I try to work out quite a bit. I got to try to keep up with Will because he's in a way better shape than I am. But uh, uh, that's kind of what I like to do for sure. It's only because I'm short. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, favorite Western movie? Oh, my favorite Western is probably the original True Grit with John Wayne. Oh, yeah. What's, what's, I, I mean, can I say there? Was it fill your hand full of lead, you son of a. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Okay. And Tombstone. I always like Tombstone, too. That was a good one. The first oh, yes. One. If you were grilling out, A, what would, what would you most likely be grilling? And B, what beer would you be uh, drinking as you grill? So what, is, what, is it, what does that look like? Because we're in Texas, and we know we do grill and beer here. So, Well, here's, there, there's two things I have to grill. I grill steak. My wife doesn't eat steak, so then I grill her salmon. Uh, I don't eat the salmon. I just grill it for her, but I'm, I'm a steak guy. And typically now it's, uh, it started off as uh, regular Budweiser's, but I'm trying to watch my girlish figure, so now I'm onto the Bud Lights. To the Bud Lights? But he can drink an ultra. No, oh, that's a, <laughs> ultra water probably. <laughs> I sh- I actually had to buy this man ultra when he came over. My hands were shaking. Convulsion. Well, Rick, I have to say this has been a treat. If people want to reach out and know more about you or contact you or get on that waiting list or how they can help out with the YMCA, YMCA, how can they best reach you? What's what's the way to go? The best way to reach me is is probably via email, and I'm Rick Oslovar, O-S-L-O-V as in Victor, A-R, and my uh, email address is R-O-S-L-O-V as in Victor, A-R, at Y-M-C-A-G-W-C dot org. Okay, and I will post that in the notes because sometimes I have to Perfect. hear audio, all that stuff. Well, if that's the best thing, please reach, reach out to Rick, reach out to Share the Will, uh, the Community Foundation of Round Rock, the Hood Foundation, realizing that if any part of these you want to be a part and knowing 100% is going towards this, um, that's that's the stories right here uh, that we have going on. So, Rick, we want to thank you for your time. Any last words uh, for Sergeant? No, nope, Rick. Uh, thank you for everything you do, and I love you, brother. Okay, as we played out here. Hey, man, I'll see you this week. Hey, also, too, one thing I have to correct from the last time I listened to this. Will says he doesn't hug men. I've hugged that man on more than one occasion. So that was a fib. <laughs> Whoa, don't break the secret on this. I don't well, hug many men, I put it that way. Well, as we go here, because I alluded it to the beginning, and since we're part of the Y, we have to do this, and I'm expecting everybody to sing along. So are you ready? I'm ready. Oh, my God. <laughs> YMCA. Come on. 
You guys do a part for me. I'm, 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 I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> All right. Thanks again, Rick. Thank you. See you, man.